from the pit, documented musical stories, thrashed in the crowd, and raged from the back. We are South Sisters! Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Drea Dahl, and I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Angela Roserad. On this episode, we're going to be talking to Cherry Dollface out of Los Angeles, California. And you may know her as a pinup model, vintage hair and makeup guru, award-winning author, and an esthetician. And she also hosts her own podcast called The Unconventional Gal. But before we bring her in, let's go around the room. Angela. What's going on with you? Lots. <laughs> Quarantine has been treating me okay this month. Um, I started doing NaNoWriMo. Have you guys heard of NaNoWriMo? It's a national novel writing month. And uh, it's pretty cool. Like, think about um, it's like the writer's version of Inktober, where it's like a challenge of you to try to like write every single day. And the goal is to meet 50,000 words within a month. And the whole idea is to not strive for perfection when you're writing Mm -hmm. your novel. It's to just like blindlessly create. And a lot of times with that comes a lot of things that would normally do that if you're so into your mind as far as like structure and creation and things like that. Almost like what you've talked about um, and reference to what Shoop was saying when you have some sort of like block and you want to create something, even if you're creating a silly song, as long as you're like mm-hmm. writing and creating it, it kind of juvenates yeah. other things. So what are you writing? <laughs> I'm are running. You, are you writing erotic? Yeah. <laughs> novels? <laughs> Shit. And when can we read it? How did you fucking know? <laughs> no, this one's actually, I, I have quite a few novel ideas and this has been a dream of mine since I was a kid. And, uh, that's why I'm excited about this particular national writing month that I'm taking part of because it's actually just doing it after some odd, many years of dreaming of it. And so I decided I want my first project to not be something I really care about. So I can fuck it up and it won't be that big of a deal. So I'm writing a young adult novel and I'm not getting into the details about it because chances are I won't let anybody <laughs> read it, but it's my first attempt. And the whole idea of what I plan on doing after this is to carry it on even after the month mm-hmm. and just keep on this exercise um, with just writing. And I'm up to like, I'm getting closer to 10K. I'm not as far as long as other people, but the whole idea is it's something that's a nonprofit yeah. across the entire world. So it's all about like community and the act of creation and to like fail in the best way possible and just let your muse show up. One of my friends at work who's been my cheerleader this whole time and kind of like a mentor, she's a published author. She just keeps telling me, just show up every day for your muse and the rest will happen. So it's been pretty cool. Great experience. So that's what I've been doing so far. Hmm. Oh, well, that's I can't awesome. wait to read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I also- you, you can have to let us read it. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I want like a sneak peek of it. And I also have some cool stuff going on with some of my photo archives, but it's still Mm -hmm. kind of secret, but it's still with a well-known organization that we may or may not have covered. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. We'll uh, chat more details soon when it's a fish. So (laughs) (laughs) that's what I got going on. Oh, man. Gabby, what's up with you? 
you know, the usual, just hustling, um, printing away. And uh, I've teamed up with Lynn from Backup Backup to do those uh, Basis Against Racist shirts. And uh, we did last month was her or this month. No, last month and then it shipped this month. Uh, but pretty much she's behind all the T-shirts that are going to be coming out. And so we sad. have every month about till July right now covered with awesome bases against races. And we'll be announcing every month new character and new shirts. So I'll be printing away for a long time. <laughs> and just been busy printing. So I'm excited about this newest edition that yeah. you're printing up. Um. You've announced it, so you can. Talk oh yeah, about so it. the new one. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, try to figure out what they're, what's in my head. Uh, yeah, so the newest one is Intruder Purple, Intruder Purple, from Masked Intruder, and she was so stoked on the idea, and we kind of let each person maybe make their own slogan or what they want on the shirts. Um, so yeah, everybody, and then we got Paul Smith from Zombie Teeth Clothing. He's the, the one who did the artwork for Chaos Merch, he's doing all the artwork for these. So That's awesome. it's just, it's been a cool collab with a bunch of different people. And Lynn's been killing it at emailing all the bases because I, I don't know them. So, like, yeah. So, wait, <laughs> yeah. like, do you have conversations that are active and it's like Intruder Purple? Like, yeah. So, so, oh, so does, you know who it is? Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> but you can't say it. <laughs> can't say, I can't it. say it. You need to ask her, though, what yeah. happened to Yellow, though. I'm. That's I true. I should. Because then maybe Yellow could be, like, <laughs> sure. Um, but, yeah, so Lynn, just once they have, a, they have a conversation together, then she brings them in with the printer, me, and Paul, the designer. So it's been it's so been it's crazy. Like the Godfather. Yeah, it is. It's but it's been <laughs> it's been crazy and awesome. And like I'm just waiting for when Lynn sends me a message or a group, and it's like, oh, who's the new artist? <laughs> so she's she's been killing it at contacting people. And so what icon yeah. am I going to talk to today? Right. Who knows? So, <laughs> Chaosmerch.com, and then it all benefits uh, Black Lives Matter because it does matter, and uh, all the portions go to that uh, nonprofit. So it's awesome. you know, doing a little bit of what we can so go check it out Fucking that's what me. i've been doing how about you Dre? a lot of sparkling water <laughs> i just wanted to bring this up since uh, we haven't seen each other in a while we had a major historical president election oh, within yeah. the last couple of weeks and i can tell you guys that was probably one of the most stressful weeks <laughs> <laughs> of yes. my human life even though it has nothing to do with me it was more of the fact of are we still gonna put up with this shit for four more years or are we you know mm -hmm. we're gonna try to move forward and and get the cheeto out of the white house <laughs> and i think it was on saturday biden and harris were kind of like yeah like it, it me like we're we're, <laughs> we're gonna be your next elected officials and i got really emotional yeah. like and it, it was more of like a relief yeah yeah same. i don't did you did that happen to you it was just like the sense of relief and like i yes. cried a little bit and like it was like <laughs> holy shit like we're gonna have a woman in in the white house yeah. like that that is amazing so just thinking about it you know so. what i did i grabbed my american flag and i put it out first time because oh. i felt like we're taking it back from 
races because that's pretty much what you think nowadays like it races if yeah. you show the flag so it was a pretty good feeling to be able to put it out and not was, people think i mean otherwise. it just made me feel so proud and made me think yeah. about this is gonna be a moment for us to remember yeah for a lifetime oh for sure you know? yeah and it, it gave me hope for the first time. I hadn't refreshed my fucking phone that much <laughs> yeah. since I was like fucking single, dude. You know, when you're refreshing, <laughs> yeah. trying to figure, do I got any DMs? What's my notification? I haven't done that shit like in 10 years, yeah. like whatever. I don't even give a shit. No, like it was like, what is happening Yeah. to, you know, what's going to happen to America? And just, it, it was such a win, not just for women, you know, for, you know, just all, all cultures and, Obviously, the LD, LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had so this conversation. Relief, yeah. Yeah, I had this conversation with you how I said, I do not want to grow up and raise a human in a world where a child yeah. can be afraid for not being able to open love freely. And I fully right. believe that. Oh, yeah. And, I and believe it, it makes a difference. And you know what? I feel like the the progression of this nation is just going to get bluer, in my opinion. Yeah. These kids now, they are very woke and they are very <laughs> yeah. self-aware of what's going on. Completely opposite of when we went to high school. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they may be frustrating at times, but it's definitely refreshing to see, you know, these open minds with open hearts. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, to back what you just said, like, regardless if you support her or not she's a, a person of color uh she's a woman and this was just a huge step for for women in finally finally getting like yes. a position yeah. in the white house and i i don't know it's just i mean the whole the whole world is going to be watching her for the next four years yeah. it's but yeah I, i'm relieved i mean he hasn't conceded yet but <laughs> But even like even going back to like uh, Biden, Biden himself, though, he has a disability. We have someone in the White yeah. House, a president that has a disability and he's re we're representing on so many different levels. Right. Yeah. And that is just exciting. And like you said, regardless of what you believe, you cannot deny the fact that we've made history and there's movement. Mm hmm. And, and and it gives us hope, like, yeah. you know, yeah. a little it, bit. It's just one of those things where, like, they tell you when you're young, yeah, you can be anything you want to be. And then you grow up and you realize, <laughs> fuck, I'm dealing with the fucking patriarchy. Like, a lot of the times I'm not being paid what I'm owed. And then finally, like, this fucking happens and it's huge. And yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Tits out, ladies. Tits out. <laughs> tits up. It also tits gave up. me, it made me get, feel back to, like, my vote does count. Because for a while there, it was easy to get right. lost and not feel like. But there were so many different wins, especially Arizona. Oh, yeah. 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 And what are we talking about? Rob to Get that green shit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there, there's just so many wins that made me feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. It was great. I had never had across the board like that since yeah. Obama. Yeah, and Arizona crazy. turned blue. We turned blue. Crazy. We turned blue. You my boy, blue. We turned blue. <laughs> Even after the recount, what up? Blue. What up? We legalized <laughs> pot. Fucking yeah. We're gonna put an astronaut in the Senate. Like, it's true. Yeah. Bye, Mick Sally. Like, girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Doug Ducey, you're fucking next to get out. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, big wins all around. All right. We're actually going to jump into the roundtable topic discussion here. 
what is the best practice for a startup when you're starting your own merch company, your own photography company, your own band? What goes into that? What's the best practice? Our guest, she is a total self-starter from branding herself, YouTube, traveling pinup, makeovers, classes. She wrote a couple of books. She's got a word winning. She's got a podcast. She's got a skincare business. She does it all. So let's get into it. What's the best practice to, to, to get there? For me, what I always think is say yes. You have to say yes to everything, every single opportunity, especially in the beginning. Once you do get experience and you feel comfortable with your connects, Mm -hmm. then you can start being a little bit pickier, but coming from a world of yes, just opens up for different possibilities and learning opportunities and also just networking your ass off in that aspect. Mm -hmm. I learned so much. I mean, that's how we became friends was just through that principle alone. And so you got to do a bunch of free shit before you can start figuring out your, your lane and knowing and being true to what your label is or what it is that you're trying to speak to is the best way to not stray from the bigger picture. Those are the things that I would say or yeah that's true. I, I mean yeah. t- to kind of piggyback off that um you're going to be investing in yourself so think of it as mm-hmm. that way yeah you're going to be spending money but eventually you're going to see some type of return on what you're doing don't ever sell yourself short you're going to get to a point where you you can feel comfortable charging x y and z mm-hmm. because you know your work is going to be awesome and you're worth that amount but yeah, in the beginning, you're going to shell out a lot of money. And I'll tell you guys, being in a band is not cheap. It's a lot of out-of-pocket costs, a lot of out-of-pocket costs, especially when you decide to switch <laughs> up your lineup. There, We had to totally rebrand everything. I swear, mm-hmm. like 2019 was probably the most expensive year <laughs> For the venomous pinks, but lost. where we are now, <laughs> where we are now, though, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't change it. It's, I mean, COVID sucks. Yeah, but we have the right group. We have the branding. Um, we're an LLC. That's something that happened last year, which was a goal. So, yeah, you, you're going to have to invest in yourself. But, yeah, it's okay. You're going to see a return, whether it's word of mouth people yeah. like getting yeah. out there and promoting the fuck out of you like it's it's, it's okay yeah and that also is another yeah. big tip is and this is just how i try to lead anyway and cherry doll face i know believes in this is always leading with kindness no matter right. what because you have no idea for one it's just the right thing to do don't be a fucking asshole put out there <laughs> what deserves to be out there which is goodness unless people do you wrong then you can you know step and you know provide your own boundaries which is healthy but you never know who's going to be your next opening band or Mm -hmm. who's going to be your next client or who's going to be your biggest promoter some of the people that have been my biggest supporters or have making me referred me in the biggest ways have been people i wouldn't have even imagined and and that's what you just always always remember not to be a dick right Right. Yeah, weird. it goes a long way. Weird. It really does. Weird. It does. <laughs> yeah. No, it does because then other people recommend you or just let's say um, like I'm pretty cool with when it comes to either I know the mail can suck sometimes so they get delivered wrong places. People hit me up and they're like, hey, like I never got it and I see it was delivered and like so I hear them out and then I'm like, look, I can refund you or I'll just send you another shirt if I have it. 
And then like just yesterday, this lady was like, thank you so much for your business. Like, thank you for taking care of me. Like she didn't, I didn't have to do anything, but it's just be kind, be nice, um, be determined. And like Drea said, you're going to spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even a year in with chaos merch, I've still made no money because it all just goes back into it. And I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But yet. it's just yet. yet. Yeah. So, but five it's like five year plan and first year is going great. Uh, so just depends what you want to do, but like, just, you know, got to kind of have a plan on what you want to do, where you want to do, or like who your clients are going to be is it's a lot of, you gotta be determined and you will cry. (laughs) (laughs) You will cry. cry. It's okay. It's okay to cry. I've cried. Sure. And the first sound sisters are giving you emotional hugs. If you're crying right now, (laughs) thinking about it, even, even starting podcasts, like, Oh yeah. It's, it's. It's a lot of investing, even if it's like the cheap stuff. Like that's how we started out. Yeah. And even just going and covering yeah. like different there's been times where I've gone to festivals and I make absolutely no money, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's the fucking Network. experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Freeman yeah. right there. Like, yes. You know, yeah. or just it's just you gotta know that it's not you gotta know the end goal. Yeah. And be okay with the uh being in the trenches. That's what makes you punk, <laughs> bitch. all right yeah all right on that note we're gonna take a short break and when we come back we'll be with cherry dollface right here on the sound sister podcast
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, welcome to the Sound Sister Podcast, all the way from Los Angeles, California, Jerry Dolphin! <laughs> what an intro! <laughs> that's how oh we my, do. That's how we do. All right. <laughs> so, Jerry, I have to start this episode and talking about my big fangirl moment with you. Okay. Oh, tell me all about it. <laughs> all right. All right. And now, mind you, it's totally cool because I know you meet like a million people all the time because you're amazing. But I have to have to tell you about this. Okay. So, guys, I'm picture this two years ago, right? I want to say maybe two, three. Yeah. No, four or five years. It's been some time. It's okay. been, it's been some time. Okay. It's been some time. It was a glorious time. My husband. I just want to set up the stage. My husband had just opened up for like face-to-face at the marquee. We went to Disneyland for our anniversary, just got engaged. Life is awesome. I ended up, uh, because I had a friend that I did an art show with that did PBR. Um, she was Kelly Wilson. Mm-hmm. She did mm-hmm. was the PBR contact person. She saw that we just got engaged. I was on her social media because I did an art show with her. She um, said, oh, you're going to It's Not Dead Fest, the first one. And she's like, let's give you all passes, like access. Happy fucking engagement, right? Damn. Best time of my life. I'm out there. Mind you, got a selfie, you know, with bearded Tim, you know, Tim Armstrong. That was great. Said, <laughs> Hello, twinning to the interrupter twins. And this was before they blew up. Did a selfie with Amy Interrupter. Oh, did all this shit, right? Loving the backstage, fangirling the fuck out, right? But in walks Cherry Dollface. Okay. <laughs> and you know what I did? I go, oh my God, I love her. Like I said that, oh my God, I love her. And then, and then you know what she said? So authentically. I love you too. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. And then I wanted so bad to talk to you. No, mind you, I talked to all these other like crazy pe- I couldn't. I couldn't talk to you. I couldn't. And part of the reason is, is because I'm a photographer. And when I first started like getting into photography, I wanted to like do a lot of fashion stuff, pin up just some just very, very different stuff. And Andy Hartmark, who had actually done a, he was from Arizona and mm-hmm. he moved out to California. He did an awesome spread with you bound by ink. And I remember seeing you in the magazine and being like, this is the kind of stuff I want to do. And just watching all the work that you've been doing as far as a model inspired me as as a photographer and wanting to strive for that kind of artistic work, you know, and that collaboration with models that I work with. So yeah, you totally, totally were like, Oh my God, I couldn't talk to you. So <laughs> kind of surreal now. So well, now you. it's coming back full circle and here we are and we're actually talking and we can be friends now. Yay. <laughs> we already love each other. And I can say, Oh my God, I love you. And, and it'll be okay. It'll be okay. So oddly enough, that's not the first time that's happened to me. I think at Viva, it's like, I think people don't, stuff just comes out of their mouth and they don't realize like, I'm not just a video or a picture. Like I'm a person with ears. So when it like comes shooting out of your mouth, it's like the, oh my God, I just said that out loud. So I just like react really fast and just like try to bring the tension. (laughs) I love that. What You've you've definitely been in the punk scene, the rockabilly scene all over and done lots of traveling with amazing stuff that you do. Um, what kind of fangirl moments have you had? Have you had any? 
Have you ever had an, oh like, my God, I love you moment and didn't know what to say? Like me fangirling on someone else? Yes. Yes. Or are you pretty chill? <laughs> you know, I, it's okay I think not really like in the scene. Cause for me, like I came up with so many, like when I was young, there wasn't really like, there wasn't social media. There wasn't like the, like people that, you know, people look up to on social media now. So that didn't mm-hmm. exist for me really like I was starting to model when everyone else was starting to model so like Sabina Kelly and Bernie Dexter and Dana Deluxe all those girls back in the day were just my friends um so I think living in LA I have fangirl moments when I see like real celebrities (laughs) like (laughs) like like movie stars but even then I still am like if I see them at the grocery store I'm like oh there's so-and-so from that show and they're just a person doing the groceries so I'm not gonna like bug them because that would be mega weird I've never asked for a picture or I've never stopped anyone I had a friend that saw Steve Carell at the grocery store and he was pushing his cart outside next to him and he just yelled Steve it was like one of those I love you moments and so Steve Carell turns around he's like yeah and then he was like I yelled his name but then I didn't have anything prepared and he was like hi (laughs) walked away so yeah there's definitely like a few of my like bucket list celebrities if I saw them I would get a picture but haven't haven't got that yet oh gosh I don't know maybe I mean like huge ones like Kate Blanchett you know what I mean like those ones where it's like oh my god that she's like larger than life like Meryl Streep or it's just like the actresses that just like do it well let's start talking about some of the amazing <laughs> projects I mean I I love your new podcast you're just Thanks. crushing it how how has that been just like launching it and how how has that been just trying to transition into another platform it's fun I for me everything that I do I do it until I don't like it anymore so I'm kind of weaning off of YouTube because it's losing its appeal for me but the podcasting it's I've wanted to do it forever. I, I'm not an audio inclined or a technologically inclined person at all. So I never really did it because I never really understood how to do it. But my boyfriend, luckily, is a audio engineer and a technical director. So he I, I'm actually laying in bed right now <laughs> recording this because he has a little setup next to my bed that I can just do my um, podcasts on. So just having the technological stuff taken care of, it's fun just to be able to set up and just chat and weirdly enough I have people tell me all the time that my voice puts them to sleep which I'm like thank you (laughs) (laughs) like please go back and actually listen to my content but um yeah I feel like it's I feel like it's a way for me to like really connect more with the people that follow me and that's always been my goal really I don't want to just be like making pretty crap on the internet I want to be like a, a human that other humans feel connected to so I think my podcast is just like another finger on the hand of that. That's awesome. Well, for our listeners, can you just um, brief us on the many different projects that you have been involved with and just somewhat your story of, of where it is that you are right now, as far as you yourself as a brand, and then also just what you represent for female empowerment, because you do such amazing work. Thank you. I get asked all the time, like, you know, when you're in casual conversation and people ask, what do you do? And I just laugh and I'm like, yes, (laughs) I do a lot of things. Yes. Um, So I actually, I went to business school. I have a business degree and I've always been just like a weirdo on the fringe of conventional life. 
And so I never, one, I never wanted to work for anyone else. Two, I never wanted to have to fit into like any kind of normal lifestyle. And three, I'm really business minded. So for me, when I, I started pinup modeling in 2005, and I just happened to be really lucky. I was really ahead of the curve. And I was one of the only tattooed girls back then. Now, you know, it's dime a dozen. But back then, you were either blonde or brunette, and you had no tattoos. And I was bright redhead covered in tattoos. Yep. So I just kind of stuck out. I would, People always ask me, like, how do you make it as a pinup model? How do you get a big following? And for me, like, I was doing it before it was really, like, so saturated so it was just luck. And it was the same thing when I started my YouTube channel. Nobody was doing vintage hair and makeup videos yet. And it was when like the Great Gatsby was huge. And so it was like soccer moms from Iowa that wanted to be a Great Gatsby for Halloween. And it just like my videos were getting millions of views just because people were searching vintage and there was nowhere else for them to go but me. So I kind of feel like my my whole career has been, you know, I the business minded thing has definitely helped, but I think a lot of it has been happy accident. And I think I've just kind of tried to do what I like to do and be myself in anything that I do. I'm not calculated. Like I know how to work the algorithms, you know, I know to post on certain times and all that, but I'm, I'm not trying to like make content that I think people want to see. I'm just making content I like. And I feel like the people that follow me just happen to be on that same wavelength. And so the last thing I ever want to do is to feel, um, like I'm being insincere with the things that I'm posting. Like that's why I'm very much body positive, female positive, support each other. Don't be mean catty bitches. Can I say bitches? Of course. Yeah. yeah, And, and I think also just preaching to like, to be yourself, no matter if you are a weirdo or a normie, or if you want a million kids or if you want no kids, that's kind of what my podcast is about. It's sort of the back end of that, of like the unconventionalities, especially as women that, a lot of people feel like they haven't been able to live and I'm trying to make that. Okay. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, we, we do round table topics, you know, before we have our interview guests and we did one in honor of you, which is startups and just kind of do's and don'ts. A lot of our podcasts, what we try to do is, is females that are in the music industry and, and art industry, we try to provide different sorts of advice. So what kind of things do you have, because you've had many different startups from your book, your YouTube channel to everything in between, what kind of like just best practices would you offer for someone wanting to jump into something that they find interesting? I mean, this is perfect timing for me because I, so I just got my esthetician license this year and I have a skincare studio I just opened up in Glendale in California. Congrats. I say, I say Glendale to Arizona people and you're like, oh, that's right down the street. I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 And I actually just got my permanent makeup certification this week. Mm. So that's going to be another service I offer. So um, honestly, people ask me all the time. And like I said before, people ask me a lot of what I contribute my success to. And I do think I've just gotten very lucky to be a little bit ahead of ahead of the curve. But I always suggest anybody that wants to go into business for themselves in any way, shape or form, big or small, one, take some business classes, go to your local community college or community center or whatever. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't need a degree, but take some basic, take accounting, take marketing, um, you don't need like calculus, <laughs> you don't need any like crazy, crazy classes, but 
it's so important and especially taking classes locally where you want to open your business because I think the thing a lot of people pitfall people fall into especially with business small businesses is not knowing what they need to to not be in trouble so as far as like permits that you need licenses that you need how how you do your taxes you know how you set up if you're going to be a independent contractor or, or sorry a sole proprietor or a partnership or an s corp or a, it, there's just a lot of that and it's not rocket science but if you don't know what you're doing when you get into it you can't just set up shop start making money put it in your bank and call it a day like you still have to pay taxes if you're going to be a business you still have to set yourself up to be a business and i think a lot of people don't realize that and then they get themselves in trouble down the road so the the thing is is if you're going into something creative you know if you want to be a makeup artist or you want to sell stuff on Etsy or like whatever it is the creative stuff is the easy fun part it's the business side of it that you need to really have your thumb on especially if you start a business that becomes wildly successful and you don't have that framework set from the beginning it can cause a lot of problems now it's true there's a lot of uh, companies that their biggest demise is you know just it grows too fast for what Mm -hmm. they have you know, available. So that, that is, that's really great, great advice there. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Um, I went to school for music business, so it helped a lot, uh, setting up my merch company and some other businesses. And, uh, I was helping my aunt out on some new business she's starting and she had no idea about what permits licenses she needed from Arizona or the LLC. She got a trademark and she thought she was all set with her business. I'm like, no, you just, you just own your name and brand. And, so anyways, I, I got her through the whole process and like she was just mind blown that yeah you need all this stuff to be a legit running business and glad I could help her out. But yeah. it could be hundreds of other people in the end getting fined. And, yeah, that's the thing. The last thing you want to do when you're just starting, mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of capital is to get hit with fines from the very beginning. And then once you get those fines, you're on the on the radar of whatever agency has fined you and you don't want to do that either. Are you there? Oh, sorry. There was a little... The connection was kind of weird. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Is it something I said? <laughs> just like this chick. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about music. Since uh, we're a music podcast. Um, I read online that you rocked a mohawk in high school. <laughs> I did. I rocked. I rocked every stage of having going from hair to no hair. Right. So like, I did like the trihawk. I did a Chelsea cut. I did the full shade. Like I, it was the nineties. Things were weird. Yeah. So what were you listening to? Oh God, I have such eclectic tastes in music. So back then, it was like I was punk as fuck. So oh wait, can I say that? <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um. So. I hid a lot of what I was really listening to. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, all I really listen to is like punk and old ska. And I don't listen to third wave ska because that's so lame. But I only listen to <laughs> <laughs> Like I was just, I was such We've a all been kid. there. Yeah. So, and it's true. I, I do listen to a lot of like, like old hardcore, like Gorilla Biscuits and um, Youth of Today and a lot of old punk rock. Rancid was like my favorite band as a kid. Um, lots of ska, like Prince Buster, Desmond Decker. Um, even newer, like the specials, uh, the selector, some rockabilly. I don't listen to as much rockabilly, I think, as people would expect. I swing dance. So for me, rockabilly is dancing music. It's not listening music. 
<laughs> it's okay. like, I don't want to listen to it in my car because it sounds like you're listening to the same song for five hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I do like to do so like, so like Viva is fun, but it's uh, there's not a lot of rockabilly on. My, if I listen to it old, it's either soul or doo-wop. Like yes. Otis Redding. I love the old, like the Cadillacs. Um, I also love pop. I love Britney Spears. I love like 90s bad radio music because I was in high school in the 90s. I love me know, too, gin, girl. Me gin too. Blossoms and Fuck Nirvana yes. and I, I really my music. If, I could listen to pretty much everything except for modern country and classical music. That's probably like the only two that don't suit me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting that you say you don't really listen to a lot of rockabilly music. So I want to ask you a question that I, I kind of, <laughs> I like to put out once in a while to uh, my followers on Facebook. And it seems to always kind of like ruffle a few feathers, but I, I, <laughs> I'm really curious to know your opinion on this. Is rockabilly punk rock retirement music? <laughs> so this is really funny. Actually, the other day I posted something on Facebook Oh, it, it was a picture of my Chelsea cut and somebody commented like, oh, rockabilly is where punks go to die. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, there's actually, I am a meme. I am a punks go to die meme somewhere out there. There's a picture of me and my ex-husband. <laughs> That's years awesome. Ago. Uh, <laughs> I made it. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've really made it when you go from meme to gif. Like there when you're, you when you're you in go. motion, then you've made it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, I, I don't know. I think I think it's just a natural progression because rockabilly is like a little bit more grown up than punk. It's like we shower a little bit more, <laughs> stop drinking PBR and start drinking like whiskey. Um, I think it's just if you're going to stay in a subculture, it just kind of makes sense to move into rockabilly. But I also think within rockabilly, there's because so, like for me, yeah, I'm really into the vintage aesthetic and I love the hair and makeup and I have a huge vintage collection. But like, I don't consider myself a rockabilly, but I'm also almost 40 years old. I don't consider myself anything but just the weirdo that I am. I think at some point you just grow out of needing a scene. Yeah. Um but definitely, I think rockabilly just seems like a natural progression. Because where do you go from punk rock? If you're going to, like, stay in a subculture, goth? I mean, I know a, a lot of aging goths, too. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, hot, goth, a little bit of rock. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. that's me, too. Like, I, I'm more, I would say, aesthetically, my actual style, my everyday style is way more goth. And, like, the music I listen to is way more goth. It's just I happen to do vintage hair and makeup, so I get lumped into yeah, the rockabilly yeah. thing. I went through a rockabilly phase. Did you? Uh, like, yeah, 19 to phase. 20. Where is that bitch? It's in my living room because yeah. I don't know where to put it. So, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm a musician, so I, I, I love all styles of music, but rockabilly really caught my attention with the upright and all that. So I had a couple uprights, had the whole pompadour hair when I was, like, 18, 19. And of course, in Arizona, there's really the psychobilly scene kind of died and the rockabilly yeah. scene died. So I was like the only weirdo with a pump door. <laughs> and I like, try to find people to jam some rockabilly, psychobilly. And of course, that led nowhere. And so now I have a stand up base in my living room collecting dust every day. So <laughs> well, they look cool. I actually so I played bass in high school. Well, end of high school in a, like a punk ska band. And then when I morphed into the rockabilly thing, I got an upright bass. 
And yeah. I was like, hey, where'd, where'd the frets go? <laughs> what is this thing? I played it for a little bit and then I just kind of lost interest. And that yeah. was that. Well, you yeah. brought up like an interesting point because I, I don't know. I, I, and you could probably relate to this. My mom always said that I was born in the wrong era. I no, 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 no. I hate no. when people say that. So let me just, <laughs> let me just interject here really quick. When people say you were born in the wrong era, unless you are a white man, you were born in the right era. Oh, my God. It drives me insane. If you are a woman, if you are brown, if you are gay, like you were not born in the wrong era. Like we were in, we could dress exactly how we are and we can be how we are. So next time mom says that, Lay some truth. Yes, yes. I will be sure. Sure. I will be Mom, sure. I will be sure. Terry told me. Terry told me. Sorry, I just scolded you. Sorry. That's amazing. No, it's so true. I stand corrected. Shit. But anyways, where were you going? Please finish. Please finish. This, this is the first time you've like stopped her in the middle and like not talk. This is amazing. So good. So good. You guys love this, don't you? I'm blown right now. Anyways, anyways. But I mean, I, you know, you just, you know, old school doo-wop music. It's like what we grew up on and watching the old black and white, like I Love Lucy shows, like the Munsters, Adams, all that stuff, you know, vintage has always been something that it was like inside my soul that I like gravitated to, even though my parents may have like grown up in different parts of it. Do you feel that that was like that for you too, that you always had kind of a um, just natural draw to like, you know, history and just other, you know, types of, um, um, periods should say. And yeah. So, so I'm 38 and my mom was 16 when she had me. So my mom was actually a teenager in the eighties. So I grew up around like Billy Idol and Pat Benatar, like all that stuff. So I wasn't really, and then my grandparents were also very young, but they were, they listened to like, just like boring white people music. the carpenters and the second time i heard that this week (laughs) boring people music yeah i mean it's it's a genre (laughs) um so i i wasn't really exposed much to the old stuff it just always kind of called to me i just felt that like i loved the aesthetic i loved the way i mean i was winging my eyeliner before liquid liner was even a thing just because it just, I liked it. I thought it was pretty. So yeah, I've definitely always had that call and the call to old things. I like, I love antiques. I love old music. So I definitely feel like it's just like inside of me. Now kind of going a little bit back to, you know, your topic of, you know, your mom was younger when you had, you, you know, had you, I saw on one of your episodes that you were adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm actually adopted as well, too. So I've recently uncovered and started the process of meeting like some of my biological family. Uh, I know, correct me if I'm wrong, like your mother is your birth mother. Um, yes. And, yes. And mm-hmm. so one of the things I just want to say is I thought that you going on and talking about your story and how it impacted you and how it's different from every adoptee perspective was so needed, like for me as a person. And I, and I'm sure that you've, you said in, in like other follow-ups that you have gotten people that have reached out to you because of the story that you told. 
And I think that that's just such a beautiful thing. Um, has, has you, have you had a lot more people that still kind of reach out to you with that particular subject? Is that something that's still something that people reach out and confide in you about? Yeah, definitely. I, I think that video specifically was one that hit home with a lot of people. And I mean, there's a lot of people that are adopted either on both sides, straight from an agency or one or the one parent or the other. Um, and I think it's something that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's all these like big life issues. And for some reason, adoption kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And so I think a lot of people sort of feel alone in whatever they're going through. And I, especially when it's coming to the decision of trying to find birth parents and how scary that is. And then when you find them, how weird it is. Or even when you find out you're adopted, just that like weird twilight zone feeling of like, I just, I remember the day my parents told me, like, I literally looked in the mirror and like touched my face and was like, my face isn't the face. I always thought it was like, I literally, it was like an out of body experience. But I don't think a lot of people talk of the details of that. Um, and, you know, my story was a happy story. And that's the thing I wanted. I, I waited a long time to talk about it because there's so many people that don't get that happy ending. And I didn't want to put that as like false hope for people because, you know, you're going to hear my happy story and then you're going to be like, oh, my God, I want my happy story, too. And then you're going to end up with a horrible heartbreaking story and then it's going to be like fuck you cherry doll face you were <laughs> so um yeah so I waited a long time but I think I tried my best to sort of be like this was my experience it doesn't happen like this for everybody and I hope that that was conveyed but yeah I've had so many people that have identified with that yeah I mean I it's it is it's stuff I mean i I was adopted at nine, nine days old. And my parents were always, always open with me meeting my adoptive parents. I mean, I always refer to them. Those are my yeah, parents. Of course you're pre- you know, yeah. Of course. So I call bio dad, bio dad. There you go. There you go. <laughs> dad but, and then bio dad is. But it is interesting to uncover and to find you have this different sense of understanding once you kind of uncover some of those things. And it is true. There are so many adoptees out there that don't have good, uh, their adoption, their adoptee parents aren't necessarily somewhat the most positive either, or, you know, there's lots of different scenarios in those, in, in that sort of um, um, space. But I do agree with you that I think that it's, it's always been this kind of like taboo story because it's like, oh, someone's adopted. It's like, almost like we have to just convince that, that like the family's okay. And everybody's like together and that we're just one unit. But in actuality, I mean, everyone's families are are different, you know, there's divorce or mixed families from different people that come through that. So I just really applaud you from, you know, putting that out there and, and lending that sort of like support to others because they think it is needed. So if we do have any listeners out there, you know, definitely search the episode because I found a great bit of peace watching it. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, these, these girls right here have been there while I was like, we, we go on tour together a lot to them, one of their roadies. And so I was literally uncovering things like while we were on the road and like, it was like a lifetime movie. Yeah. Just, just a side note. I haven't actually talked about this publicly at all. But my boyfriend recently did a 23andMe DNA test and oh, wow. through that found out that he was a sperm donor child because his dad was infertile and he never knew. So when he got his DNA back, he was like, wait, my half sister is my half sister. And so then his mom had to like tell him. 
So here we are 40 years later. So he found out same as me that his dad wasn't his real dad, but he went through it at 40 and I went through it at 13. So it was just like a weird, like our lives railroaded over each other's kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's, and it's becoming with the 23 and me, that's becoming a really common thing. It's a hot Hmm. topic Mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. Well, well, let's, let's bring it back to maybe something lighthearted. Um, do you have like some, uh, beauty tips or some to do's for the girl on the budget during quarantine? Any sort of tips that you've like kind of want to share with the rest of us on how to, or what, what should we be doing as older mm. women yes. in our thirties? <laughs> Who's going to be 40 in March? <laughs> Meaning what me. kind of moisturizer should we be looking at? Yeah. What, what should our routines be? So, uh, well, as an esthetician, my number one advice is going to be to tell you to get facials. But it's so mm-hmm. I always tell people that think of your esthetician as your dentist for your face. So at home, you need to be brushing your teeth morning and night. So that's the same thing with your skincare morning and night, washing and moisturizing, all that. But you still need to go to the dentist. And that's what an esthetician is. So the esthetician is going to do the things to your skin that you can't access. Like we have access to chemicals you can't get and equipment that you can't get, especially as you're aging. There's only a certain amount that you're going to be able to do at home. And there are great skincare um, brands that do great skincare. As, as you're aging, it you know it depends a lot on your skin type, but retinol, you want to look for retinol. Retinol is going to really help keep your skin young. Oh, we're making notes over here. I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, so funny I, 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 I do. I, do. <laughs> I did this with my penimal. <laughs> so um, just a side note, I, I actually do offer um, virtual consultation. So if anybody wants a one-on-one, I, I go over your whole skincare routine. I have you fill out a whole questionnaire of like how you eat, what you drink, um, everything that can contribute to any problems and go over like creating a sort of routine to get into, but it's really specific to your skin, your lifestyle, your genetics, mm-hmm. um, your diet. There's so many things that contribute, but just aging in general, retinol is great. If you want bright skin, vitamin C is great. If you have any hyperpigmentation, um, that's great. There's, there's just so many things. I don't overdo it with the products. Don't go like, any active product, like a product you feel on your skin, don't overdo it with those because you can do just as much damage with too much as too little. Wash your freaking faces. Stop using face wipes, please. Just like get a cheap cleanser. Face wipes are so bad for your skin. They actually have oil in them to break down your makeup. So if you just use that and leave it on your face, you're just letting oil sit on your face. So if you are using, (laughs) if you are using, so in a pinch, makeup wipes are fine. Like in a pinch, you know, you come home late from a bar and, yeah whatever just after you use it rinse your face and then put on moisturizer make a note of that you, yeah if you don't it's clogging <laughs> your pores and it's going to cause you know breakouts and premature aging and all that bad stuff that's maybe that's my problem then because i've i've been breaking out a lot lately hmm. and i never really had it in my Earlier teens and 20s but now it's like what the it's what? bullshit yeah. when you start having what? wrinkles and pimples yeah. it's like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> can i have one or the other <laughs> what do i have the boat <laughs> well that's the thing too is like we have so many more like pollutants in the environment now so it's causing a lot more you know irritation and breakouts and all of that just because of what's in the air what's in the water what's in our food like all of that kind of thing so um antioxidants 
definitely not only eat them like blueberries and any bright fruit really has antioxidants in it, but use products with antioxidants. And you want to use those in the daytime because the sun is going to age you and sunscreen isn't going to do enough. It's called sunscreen because it screen some of the sun, but an antioxidant. Oh, I love this note taking. Basically, how the sun ages your face is it goes through your skin and it causes free radicals and free radicals just eat through your tissue. So it's going to cause sagging and wrinkling and all that. An antioxidant actually protects your skin from those free radicals. It blocks the free radicals. So your sunscreen will block the rays and the antioxidants will block the free radicals. So it needs to be a one-two combination. So if you're using any vitamin C products, just make sure you use them in the daytime. Nice. 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 Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Do you believe in, uh, like facial yoga, like that kind of stuff. What? Like, haven't you heard of like facial yoga? <laughs> <laughs> what is Wait, that? No, I'm serious. It's a no, thing. It is. It is a thank thing. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay. It's a thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Remember, we're not born in the wrong era. <laughs> facial yoga is a thing. <laughs> and get your antioxidants, bitches. <laughs> Vitamin C during the day. <laughs> So yeah, facial yoga. So here's the thing with skincare and really beauty in general. We all know that there's like trends that come and go and things that like they're hot. Are they really beneficial? I'm not sure. Are they going to hurt you? Probably not. I wouldn't spend a whole bunch of money on facial yoga. I think getting facials with, you know, microdermabrasion and LED treatments and chemical peels. Those are all tried and true. They've been around for decades. They work. You see results. Facial yoga, probably a trend. A good facial massage or a gua sha massage is going to give you the same benefits without feeling like a big dumb jerk because you're making all these stupid faces. Okay. So, but I don't, yeah, I don't think it does any harm. But I, I don't. I, facial, facial yoga. Well, it's like <laughs> things that you know, trying to retrain your. Yeah, know. it's like you make all these dumb faces. Like you yeah. make a, a tight O with your mouth, and then you raise your eyebrows, and then you like put your fingers inside your mouth and stretch <laughs> your cheek out yeah exactly it's like pooping faces I've been kind of doing it like because I work at home now all the time screen doing writing and all this other stuff and I go like this a lot so I'm getting that like bridge and I'm like okay maybe if I do this (laughs) (laughs) funny story so we we call those the 11s that's those little lines in the middle and my best friend's mom is of an older generation she's actually an older mom and so she was like of the generation like sleep with face cream on sleep with your hair and rollers all that well when my friend was growing up she would put a piece of scotch tape right in the middle her mom would do this to herself to like she thought that was going to stop the 11s so my friend said that her her robe that she would wake up in was just covered in tape <laughs> tape would just like come off in the middle of the night so it's yeah you're not doing any harm if you if you like it and you feel like you're getting use out of it do it but it, yeah i get i i make i make my dog laugh probably he's like <laughs> what how do you feel about those charcoal face masks no I thought I, knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. So, yes. Yeah. Anything, the charcoal face mask or the BRA strips, anything that you can see the, yeah. the pores or the plugs pulling out. Um, one, it's just leaving them open. They're just going to fill in. It's not mm. doing anything. And two, it's also leaving them open to infection. And three, it's, it's stretching your skin and it's damaging your skin. Those things are going to cause premature aging. They're going to cause all the things you don't want. So if you, to clean your pores, you just need exfoliation exfoliate once a week, twice a week tops, 
go get regular facials once a month, get microdermabrasion, get like good manual exfoliation from your skincare professional and your pores will empty. It takes time. Like your pores were not meant to be emptied in one go. Even when you get extractions, that pore is still going to fill. You just, you have to keep it exfoliated. It's like sweeping your floor in your house. Like you have to keep doing it. And don't do facials before important events. No, definitely. Don't do that. I did that. You do that? Fuck, dude. I did it like before, like back in the day. Like I was okay. I'm gonna graduate from massage therapy school. I was a professional massage therapist like 15 years ago, and I'm like, cool. I'm gonna get myself a facial, and it's like fucking breakout city. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. It really, it wasn't even that good of a facial. You, I don't even know why I'm admitting this to you right well, now. You should have come. Maybe I feel me. like I'm <laughs> repenting. You're like the facial <laughs> priest right now. I'm like, I'm sorry for my sins, for my face. I forgive you. Thank you. I, I do. I can see why doing a consultation with you, like, obviously, I mean, you've been in the business a while, like, mm-hmm. you know, proof is in the pudding. You have lots and lots of reasons why, but also you understand like this culture, like you understand like, okay, you're going to go to, well, back in the day, we would go to the show before COVID, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, that we pile on the lipstick, we pile on the makeup, you pile on that, the eyeliner, probably have a different insight into like what we do than and other estheticians like probably would so yeah, yeah. look her up I yeah, look me up <laughs> yeah I think um once everything is like safe and okay the sound sisters should put time. we should <gasps> yeah I'm down oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I promise I'll talk to you in person this time <laughs> 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 no, that's great that's great um one of the the one of the great topics that you talk about in your podcast is being okay with like um, finding your passion was like one of, you know, your, it was your first podcast episode. And I really, really dug how you went into how that can change. And it's okay to like give yourself permission to like, let go of certain things. Do you, what is a, the biggest advice for someone that's maybe exploring and decides that they don't want to maybe explore that passion and, and, and what are some great ways of just letting go and trying to find, you know, your new, your new thing? So I actually, backstory, I had um, my first heart surgery in 2007 and I actually flatlined in my surgery. So when I woke up, I realized that I had died for 20 seconds. And when I woke up, it was like, life is too fucking short. And I actually got my flatline tattooed on my wrist just to like remind myself of that. And so that's my best advice for anybody. Life is too short. It's too short to waste on shitty relationships, on shitty friendships, on things you're not interested in, on trying to please people or do things that you think you should be doing. And that goes for careers that I, I always get this from people. Oh, it's too late for me to change careers. I'm almost 40 and I literally just did a 180 in my career just this last year. And it's great. And I'm happier than I've ever been. Life is just too short. And the other thing, the other piece of advice I give is try it. If it doesn't work and you don't like it, go back to what you were doing. No harm done. You're not going to lose anything. You're never going to regret the things you tried, but you're always going to regret the things that you didn't. Oh, shut it down. Damn. Seriously, yeah. she keeps doing this. I know. Like, you should do one already. You should do this for a living. <laughs> like, should, I know, right? I'll look into it. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, I remember that's one thing that's always stuck out. Like, uh, I don't know what the quote is, but it's something to do with what you said is what you regret is not doing what you wanted yeah. to do. Like, regretting regret. So, 
regret. So I try to not. You regret regret. the shots you don't take. Exactly. You had one shot, one chance. (laughs) (laughs) One life, one chance. Always do your best. I mean, this table is full of ladies that have reincarnated themselves in this lifetime (laughs) many times. And it's fun. It's fun to change things up. And it's, I think part of the excitement is being scared. Like a little bit of fear in your life is exciting. It takes away the monotony of living the same like Homer Simpson life every day, you know, like the intro of the Simpsons. I feel like so many people live that and that's their actual life all the time. Like it's good to be scared. It's good to challenge yourself. Oh my gosh. My husband says that too. Have you guys seen get him to the Greek? Have you guys seen that movie at the end? He always quotes that he, every time, every time I'm like in a situation where I'm nervous, he tells me one to bra up in the most respectful. That's like our fun little thing. He's like, bra up, let's do this. And then he also (laughs) says like, it's good to be scared. It's good to be nervous because of that scene in that movie. Cause that means you're feeling something, right? Mm -hmm. You're not feeling anything. I don't know. (laughs) Well, it reminds you you're alive too. Yeah. Yeah. One life, one chance. There you go. PMA. And also nerves. I feel like nerves push you to succeed like being nervous is good because it means you're going to put your best foot forward because it means you really care about something versus just being like on autopilot in life yeah damn it's great (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i feel like i've been woke (laughs) no it's 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 encouraging though because like i I do work a full-time job and then i run my merch company after work hours uh so it's 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 a lot of grind and sometimes you do get encouraged discouraged but just hearing you talk thank you because it's keep keep pushing on and hopefully one day it'll that's that's the thing too is like you don't you also don't have to make a full 100% transition into whatever change like you don't have to make the merch company your full-time job actually I don't know if you guys know who pinup doll Ashley Marie is she's a a pinup model um but she is a pinup model and she does like really risque sexy she's beautiful um but by day she's an accountant and she hmm. loves being an accountant. Like she what? wants that to be her nine to five, but she does the pinup thing as her like fun hobby. And I'm the opposite. Like I do not want to work a desk job, a day job ever. <laughs> so you don't have to have it one way or the other. You can have just like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's all about being that unconventional gal. Am I right? Exactly. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> 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 no, that's great. I do have the silliest of questions. I, you know, I ask it to everyone and it's part of the reason is because when I don't ask it, like listeners ask, so please bear with me and please be my friend after this. But (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you were a burrito, what kind of burrito would you be? One. And for two, name your best, uh, small business owned restaurant. And if it's a place that sells burritos, even better. <laughs> okay. If I was a burrito, I would be a California burrito because avocado yeah. and French fries on a burrito are delicious. So I don't know if you guys know this. You have Del Taco there, yes? Yes. Okay. Go bold. You, Go bold. Thank you. Thank you. Not a lot of people know about going bold. And it you is didn't. it's serious lifestyle. Poor manager Ashley for not telling you that. <laughs> yeah. So now you have to go bold every time. Yes. Uh, okay. The second question was my favorite small restaurant. Yeah, like a like local restaurant business, keeping it local, you know, that kind of thing. If they sell burritos, even better. Or if you have a favorite burrito place, basically um, tell us the things. So burritos aren't, <laughs> I'm more of a taco girl. 
Ooh, I love Like it. I do love burritos love too, but if I'm going to eat a burrito, it's usually like a cheap shitty Del Taco burrito. But if I go to like a nice place, I'm going to get tacos. We yeah. actually have this local, it's kind of a chain. I think there's only a few in LA. It's called Guisados and all they make are tacos and they make homemade corn tortillas. And then the topping is just a braised meat. And then like maybe a tiny mm. slice of avocado and that's it. And it's like, just that like the pork that they braise all day or the chicken like the mole like oh my god it's and they're spicy as hell and my boyfriend is the wimpiest white boy and he cries and his nose runs <laughs> and he hates it and he loves it and I make fun of him and it's my favorite so not technically a burrito place but I feel like burritos and tacos are just cousins so yeah totally that sounds like our kind of I'll place take, I'll take <laughs> the taco it's I'm amazing a- if you ever come to LA Guisados is the place to be yes <laughs> Next time we're on tour, guys, mm-hmm. gotta go. <laughs> 2022. 2022. 2025. Yeah. Are you, are you primarily um, at home? Are, are you kind of Are you kind of um, going out and about or what are, what is your stance on that? Oh, LA's pretty much been closed this whole time. Like gotcha. we don't really have much of an option here. Some of the counties around us, like Orange County, Ventura County, um, have started opening like bars and restaurants and movie theaters and gyms and all that kind of thing. But LA County is like 50 miles around. So I have to travel pretty far outside to get to any of that. I'm more of the mind of like better safe than sorry. I just kind of stay in my own bubble. If we eat, we just get takeout. If we eat out, um, movie theaters aren't open. Gyms aren't open. Restaurants are only open to eat outside. Bars aren't only open to eat outside or to drink outside. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. They actually just um, d- uh, installed a per uh, not a permit a uh, curfew. So from 10 mm-hmm. p.m. to 5 a.m., everything has to close now in the city. Mm-hmm. So it, it's wow. been really strict. You know, our governor is really strict, but then also being in a, in a such a populated city, um, I actually feel really grateful because I feel like I'm not as touched by it around me. I'm not as scared of it. I everyone wears masks everywhere you go. Uh, I have traveled a little bit. I went to Denver to visit family and I went to Tulsa to do a photo shoot. I'm actually coming to Phoenix in <gasps> when? two weeks. Yeah, I'm doing oh. a pinup shoot with Tara. Tara O. Tara O photos. Yeah, yeah and then I'm going to come back again. We actually booked so fast and people wanted more shoots. So I'm going to come back again with her, oh, I think, gosh. in February, January or February. Are you like you're doing makeovers for them or are, yeah. is she hosting? Um, a sh- okay. That, yeah, so she does the pictures and I do the hair and makeup. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's amazing. I love her work. Yeah, I yeah. actually did a, a did an art show with her. Like uh, she was one of the artists in there, but she's really great. So yeah, look them up. Artist. Phoenix yeah. ladies that want to be made over. She amazing. shot us one time too. Yeah, she did shoot the pinks, yeah, a long time ago. A long time ago. Long time ago. Are you I'm still doing know. like photo shoots? Like because I know sometimes you would have like photographers that would come in and you would they would like pay to like photo. Are you still doing that kind of work or is it just mainly doing some of your makeover stuff for key, um, key audiences? Like me as a model? Yeah. Yeah. Not really. I'm just kind of, I still want to show off like my hair and makeup and my outfits and stuff, but I've, I just put my phone on a tripod in my front yard. Like every photo you see now on my Instagram, you'll see it's just on my front porch. It's dang girl. Dang, where's my iPhone? Well, I got, <laughs> honestly, if anybody wants more professionally looking selfies, professional looking selfies, Facetune. 
like I don't use it to like change my body or do any of that weird shit but like there's so many good filters there's so like you can sharpen things you can blur the background like you can make pictures look really good with just with face no yeah yeah it, it really like during quarantine like I had nobody to take pictures of me and I, you just, I still want to put content out and I got on that train and now I'm like eh, I don't want to do photographs anymore or photo shoots yeah, yeah. no that makes mm. sense well and that's one thing that I absolutely one of the many things too that is so refreshing is that you've been so open and honest like you post photos without makeup like you mm-hmm. are very much about like look guys this is what photo editing does this is the and that and that's one of the things that I've always said if I ever have a daughter, I would love to sit her down and show her what I do in Photoshop so she can see. And that goes for men too. Sorry, men have, it's not just gender specific, but anyone love to show because I think that there's, it it becomes morphed and people become, you know, it, it can be dangerous sometimes, but I, it's really great how you do showcase that, that piece of the industry. So good job. Yeah. I think Kardashian culture has been so damaging to females and the female self-esteem for me it was actually before kardashians even happened it was when um oh what was that website it was a lot of it was mostly pictures you could scroll through it there was a lot of like nudity on it um Mm. i can't remember what it was called but anyways it was like between myspace and facebook but I was getting tagged on it a ton and people were one hashtagging me as thinspo. If you guys ever heard of what that was, it was um, like anorexic groups would hashtag thinspo, like T H I N spo, like thin, like thin inspiration. And they were tagging pictures of me, but it was when I was sick. It was when I was going through my heart problems. So I was like sick, skinny. So not only was I getting tagged in that, but then I was also getting hashtag goals. And none of these people knew that one, I was sick. And two, these were like professional photographs taken that were photoshopped. And like, uh, nobody looks like that in real life. And I was horrified that I was like the poster person for these poor girls in, you know, just figuring themselves out. So that really was a push for me just to like post pictures of me without makeup and post things like of, of A and B of like, this is me photoshopped. This is me before. And, like, neither one is good or bad, but here's the reality of it. And posting, like, here's my cellulite. And, like, oh, I have a hair on my chin. Or, you know, like, all the things that all of us humans have, but nobody wants to talk about it. And you're also very good about talking about um, just mental health awareness. That's a big thing, too. Or just even, like, I myself, I, I got married pretty young. You're, you're very open about that, too. Re- myself, I've been remarried. I think the, these are just issues that it's just very inspiring. You talk about all the things that people don't want to talk about. And I think there needs to be more discussion because when there's not discussion, that's when it becomes really dangerous, right? Let's talk yeah, more. And I think there's, I think there's a lot of shame in a lot of these issues that people don't talk about. And shame is such a horrible thing to like, let sit inside of yourself. It gives it power. Well, um, I did want to ask you, we, we usually end up on this topic with all our guests. We have a side podcast called grave sisters we, we like to ask our guests about their paranormal experiences. If you believe, have you seen anything? Are you a non-believer? UFOs, Sasquatch, UFOs. anything weird, conspiracy theories. Let's do it. I have a ghost story. So anything? I come from the Northwest, which is Sasquatch country. 
So my first, uh, speaking of first husbands, my first husband was obsessed and I am not a believer of Sasquatch, but being from there, I think it's just funny, like all the stories and the folklore. Um, another good podcast, I'm sure you guys have heard of it, is Lore. I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. Lore because I folklore is like where it's at for me with like the spooky, weird stuff. Um, I just got in a conversation with my mom not long ago about aliens and she thinks the idea of aliens is so ridiculous. And my perspective on it is if you believe in science, you can't not believe in aliens because the thought that there's like thousands of other planets and other galaxies out there and we're like, I don't know, cocky enough to think that we're the only life form. Yes. Very egotistical of us. Very egotistical. Yeah. And I don't necessarily believe in the like little green men with the almond shaped eyes and the UFO, you know, like the saucer. I don't know if I believe in that. But even if there's like a a worm on another planet, that's an alien. And I believe in that because I believe in science. And it doesn't make any sense to not believe in that. So I'm, I'm more of a science brain. Ghosts, I ghosts are one of those i'll believe it if i see it i feel the same about god though so (laughs) i tend to err on the more like um i don't know analytical side of everything oh that's great you know because if you start there that's the best like foundation you know Mm -hmm. i like that idea of there's a worm on another planet because that's an alien that's so true i never thought i mean if there's if there is any single celled organism even if there's like yeah like a an amoeba or a horn hears the who, right? <laughs> You're here. Oh my god, if there was a whole planet of who's. <laughs> who <will? laughs> I love it. I love it. Do you but do you feel that like Earth is the planet the aliens kind of drive by and like lock the doors? <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I think I think all the time, like when I just do weird shit in my life, like if an alien was just looking at me right now, they'd be like what is this thing and what is it doing? That's <laughs> like, like 90% of my life. Like, like especially beauty treatments. Like I actually just got um, my face, like I got a laser treatment on my face today. That's what I was doing before we started this. Just like thinking of like all the dumb shit we do to ourselves, especially as women, if aliens could see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just Keep eyebrows in by. itself. Like, yeah. like a fucking yeah. <laughs> I've really done that since COVID. Girl, these are on fleek. Let me tell you. I'm <laughs> far away. I can tell you. <laughs> well, we are coming at an hour here, and it was very lovely talking to you. I really appreciate you coming yeah. on and yeah. giving us some great advice. And I'm looking forward to exfoliating my skin and buying some antioxidant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Real quick for the listeners, go ahead and plug all your social media and where they can find you. I mean, if you Google the cherry doll face, <laughs> you're going to find me wherever you're going to find me. I'm the cherry doll face on any, everything except TikTok. I am cherry dot doll face because some jerkwad stole my name. <laughs> Someone did that to uh, me. <laughs> so that's actually a, another little behind the scenes story. The reason I am the cherry doll face is that I was cherry doll face on everything. I've been cherry doll face yeah. since MySpace, but I was late to the game on YouTube and cherry doll face was taken. So I was like, oh, what can I be? I was like, well, I can't put an X in there. People are going to think I'm straight edge and they wouldn't let you do a dot. So I was like, well, I'll just be the. And then now I feel so pretentious. Like, oh, I am. <laughs> but sometimes people will stop me and they'll be like, oh my God, are you the cherry doll face? Like they put the, the in there and Instead of just like, saying, <laughs> 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 I 
That's right. <laughs> I am. I am the <laughs> So, oh, and then also my um, skincare company is Skin by Cherokee. So my real name is Cherokee. Nice. Oddly Great. enough, my real name is not Cherry Dollface. I know it's shocking. Damn it. <laughs> Scratch um, it off the list. But yeah, so skinbycherokee.com and I'm Skin by Cherokee on all social media for that. Nice. And you're, you have a couple books too, right? I do. Yeah, I have, um, I have, uh, my first book was Dollface Vintage, which is like a lifestyle, vintage lifestyle. So hair and makeup and clothes and decorating your house. And then my second book is a cookbook. So it's just got cute. It's got a lot of my recipes. It's got some like delicious vintage recipes and then some like horrible vintage recipes, like a jello mold made from mayonnaise and tuna and chunks of olives. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then yes. just like little tips and tricks and cute little pictures. And it's like a fun coffee table book. Awesome. Oh, and that's at workingclasspublishing.com. Well, keep on, you know, living the revolution as far as, you know, um, female positivity and just human positivity, not even just female, but, yeah. you know, you definitely are an inspiration. So thank you for sh- sharing your light with us tonight. Well, thank you for loving me. And I still love you back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> previous Angela. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Once again, thank you to Cherry Dollface for joining us on the Sound Sister podcast. We hope to see you soon in Los Angeles for some skincare. And you guys, make sure you go and like her Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, watch her videos, get those counts up, smash those subscribe buttons, follow her podcast, The Unconventional Gal, and support this amazing boss babe. Remember to head over to the website, soundsistersaz.com, to read up on our guest and view pictures and videos mentioned in this episode. Go to Facebook and like us. Instagram to follow us at Sound Sisters AZ. Check out our kooky sister podcast called Grave Sisters, located under the Sound Sisters platform on all streaming platforms. Check out older episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, and leave us a review. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We have new t-shirts on our merch shop over on the website, so go get one. Once again, thank you everybody who still supports the Sound Sister podcast. It really does mean everything to us. You know, on, on that note, this is your host, Rhea Dahl, signing off with my lovely ladies, reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize, always do your best, and wash your hands. Thank you. Good night. Bye! Bye.